This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. It's the end of 2023, and we all are starting to look towards 2024. But we still need to recap what happened this year. And for those of us who are value investors, I would say it wasn't that great of a year for us. We had a couple key areas that really underperformed this year. Energy was the best performing sector in 2021 and 2022. We did get a bit greedy, right? We wanted it to happen again in 2023, but it went the other way and was one of the worst performers of the year. Uh, Still a lot of value in the energy stocks. And I just did a podcast last week about energy, whether or not they were values or traps. So go check out that podcast for more on what's going on in energy. Then we had the banks and we had them in crisis in the spring. Thankfully, we came out of that. There was some, uh, you know, people that took big hits. If you owned Silicon Valley Bank or any of the other banks that actually went all the way under, that was terrible situation. And as well as for those who worked at any of these banks. Um, so the banks were a cheap industry going into the year. Many of us, myself included, had high hopes for the banks because rising interest rates means rising earnings usually for most banks as the net interest margin will rise. But instead, uh, people took out cash out of the banks, out of their deposits to put them into money market accounts and bonds and other things. And that helped, uh, you know, anticipate some of this crisis situation at some of these banks. And as their assets declined, then some of their earnings went with it. So the banks weren't a great place either, although we did get a nice little rally here at the end of the year, thank goodness. And so we've gotten a little bit of relief on the banks, but they still remain cheap. Now, these are like some of the two huge value industries, I would say, of the last several years, and neither one did well in 2023. But there were still ways to get value winners this year. One of the big uh, areas you could have been in if uh, you were looking around at the beginning of the year for cheap stocks and managed to find these was the infrastructure plays. And some of those are, you know, some were the most obvious ones like United Rentals, ticker URI. We haven't talked about them in a while. They uh, have been cheap all year. They still are cheap now, even though they've had a big run this year, ultimately. And a lot of that is because of the infrastructure bill that passed That money is working its way through the economy, and that's not going to go away even if there's a recession. So United Rentals actually said in one of their earnings reports a little bit earlier this year that even if there is a, a slowdown or a mild recession, they didn't think their earnings would even be hit. So that's that's pretty much fighting words from a large equipment rental company with a recession possibly looming. So that tells you 
you know, just how strong it is. United Rentals is hitting new highs as I'm recording this on December 13th, 2023. And um, let's see, year to date, it is it is up, like I said, up 48% now year to date, but still trading with the PE of around 12. So it's not all that expensive still on a PE basis because those earnings are expected to rise. So you could have been in some of the plays like on infrastructure, um, there's other ones that we've talked about, but I'm just going to leave it at United Rentals for now. Those were good. Uh, some of the data center stocks, if you could have gotten in those at the beginning of the year before the whole kind of AI thing surged into focus or even in the spring when uh, – the chat GPT and all of that was launching. It was still fairly cheap on those stocks, and but you had to move kind of quick. They've all had big years and they're not quite as cheap now. But where are the cheap stocks? Where are the ones that are on sale? That's what we care about. That's what we want to look at as we end the year here. And so I ran a screen. I ran a screen that looked for one of my favorite screening metrics for value which is the price to sales ratio. And I look for price to sales under one because remember, if you get a price to sales ratio under one, say it's 0.7, that means we're only paying 70 cents for each dollar of sales. So that that is a true sale, as I've said many times on this podcast. And that's what we want. I, I'm looking for stocks on sale and I want to get them truly on sale. I want to get those uh, revenues cheap. And cheaper than what they're coming in. So price of sales under one. Um, I did add the Zach's rank of number ones and number twos, which are the strong buys and the buys. So that's going to be, you know, about 900 stocks, perhaps. Um, I didn't look to see how many were in the number ones and number twos right now. It's a lot, but it's not as much as the overall stock market, obviously. And so that will narrow it down. And we want the ones and twos. We want something good to be going on with earnings, at least that they're moving higher, they're going up and not being cut. So that will give us some good uh, stocks to look at if we add this X rank in there. And then I still was getting too many stocks. I was getting almost 200 stocks just with those two metrics. So I decided to add a peg, a peg under one, and remember, the peg ratio is looking at the PE plus the growth. And so under one means you have both value and growth in this stock. And that's kind of a rare combination to get both of those things. Usually you get one or the other. You're only getting the only getting the value or you're getting the crazy growth, but not combined. So I do love the peg ratio. It's uh, used by many top value investors. And now we're going to combine it with my favorite metric, the price to sales ratio and the Zach's rank. So when I ran this just kind of simple basic screen, I didn't look at market cap size, none of this other stuff. I got 18 stocks still. That's that's a lot. That was more than I thought because sometimes when you when you narrow it this way, when you do use the peg plus the price to sales, all this cheapness, and then throw on the rank on top of it, maybe you get you know just a handful of stocks. But this time I got eighteen. They were in all different areas. Um, there were no banks on it, so the banks may not have the right peg ratio right now. Would be my guess. 
And so that's why they're not on there. Um, also, no, uh, like energy producers, like the big name energies were not on this either. And I didn't pick an energy for the show today because we've already discussed that in the prior podcast. And we actually have already discussed the banks recently too. Just a couple of weeks ago, I also did a podcast on the banks, whether or not those were values or traps. So be sure to go check out that one as well. You know, you can find all of our old podcasts on on YouTube now. Um, you can go to the Zach's podcast page. It's separate from our normal YouTube page, it's just Zach's podcast, put that into the search bar and you'll find all of our podcasts there, including ETF Spotlight, um, John Blank's good monthly podcast on the global markets. Those are all on there and you can easily find all the old value investors. That's what I kind of use it for. I like to go on there and be like, oh yeah, I, I talked about this topic like six weeks ago and because here it is. And it's just an easy way to kind of search through all the older episodes. So be sure to go to the Zach's podcast page on YouTube. Um, but back to these 18 stocks. So of course I pulled out five to talk about, just kind of take a look at to see what is happening with price of sales and peg ratios on these five stocks. And um, they're kind of an interesting mix. So let's dive right in. So the first one is retailer. American Eagle is the one that made this list, ticker AEO. And these apparel retailers, especially these specialty ones, have been up and down. It's been a wild ride. Uh, you know, they soared during the pandemic, then they got crushed down. Too much inventory last year as the supply chain righted itself. You know, they had, were flying in items last Christmas to make sure it got here on time because the supply chain was still messed up. But then they had a lot of stuff trapped out on the boats and it could not get here in time to sell it. So they either discounted it all this year to get rid of it. Some of them put it into storage, but they had to pay for that. And they've been storing it for this season uh, because it didn't get here last season, but hopefully they're getting rid of it now. And when you look at the reports that a lot of these companies have just put out, because they are in the fiscal year and so they're a late in the earnings reporting season. So a lot of them have talked about the inventory and it's down significantly at most of them. So be sure to check American Eagle's inventory. But given that it's number two buy stock um, and that it has the cheap valuations, I feel like they've righted the ship here a bit. Price to sales ratio is just 0.8 a peg of 0.8. Uh, year to date, these shares are up 46% now. People are getting real bullish on a lot of these apparel guys. This, is, this makes me a little nervous because we're supposed to have a recession next year, allegedly. Although if you go listen to the Market Edge podcast with John Blank and I, you'll see that maybe we won't have one. But I do encourage you to go listen to that podcast. We just did it, put it out, our usual end of the year podcast on recessions. But even if we see a slowdown, I really don't want to own apparel retailers either because I can eliminate that. I don't have to buy those jeans if things are slow. But apparently, you know, the street's thinking otherwise. That's why it's up so big, but still cheap, as I mentioned, and it does pay a dividend, yielding 1.9% right now. So that's American Eagle, AEO is the ticker. Second one is in telecommunications, Comtech Telecom, ticker CMTL. Someone was asking me the other day to do some telecoms. I'll probably do some in the new year because um, I know a lot of you are in these 
And this group has gotten somewhat beat up because Comtech is one of those that has not had a good year. So this is a value because it has sold off. So um, Comtech is uh, traded down 38.8% here year to date. So this one's definitely on sale, even on you know the share price pulling back. But of course, the cheap valuations because it made the screen right price to sales is just 0.4 that's pretty low uh peg 0.7 so it's got to have some kind of growth going on right on the earnings side which is one of the things that i don't necessarily love about telecom is that it can get cheap but it never has really had much of growth so even comtech on the pe basis is just 5.9 so that's pretty pretty low there but let's take a look and see what those earnings estimates are looking like because um you know it's got the peg of 0.7 so you'd think that the earnings estimates have to be pretty decent and it's got a rank of number 2 which is the buy so nobody's like slashing the earnings estimates on these um did i mention the dividend it does pay the one it's at 1.3% which isn't like the highest i've ever seen on you know these these types of telecoms and stuff. I know that's why a lot of people own, say, like AT&T, because that's where you get the bigger dividend. And so they're willing to pay for lower growth in order to get the dividend. But on this one, um, for some reason, it's kind of malfunctioning and I'm not getting it on. So we'll return. We'll return to Comtech once I can get get our page uh, to show me the detailed earnings estimates here. Um, but that's Comtech Telecom, ticker CMTL. So switching to number three stock now is Solo Brands, ticker D as in David, T as in Thomas, C as in Cat. And solo brands, I always get confused at this one because I do really think of the red solo cup, right? Solo brands, I just do. I'm like, oh, is this the cup guys? But no, these are outdoor goods. They do make the solo stove, however, that's their brand. They make fire pits, they have swimming trunks, paddle boards. They're a pretty good, well-known outdoor goods brand. Um, and they're cheap now too. So this is kind of playing into the same as American Eagle, right? Uh, year to date, they are up 39%. So similar to American Eagle with the nice rebound here. But again, people must not be thinking that a recession is coming. I'm going to continue to buy the paddle boards into 2024. Price to sales, 0.9. So it just kind of sneaks in there. Peg, though, is 0.44. So I do like that low peg. And, um, you know, that is a positive, which is why I added it, because I really do want to see some kind of earnings growth. And that is a rare combination to get the low peg. Uh, solo brands, number two buy, if I didn't mention that, and there's no dividend on solo brands. So that's DTC is the ticker on that one if you're interested in a non-apparel type retailer. Okay, the Comtech is up now, and I see that the earnings estimates, they are expected to be up 100% in fiscal 2024 from $0.65 cents to $1.30. So that's the, the year we are in right now is the fiscal year but also up another 29% for next fiscal year. 
up to $1.68 from $1.30. So that's another 29%. So this is why um, the analysts, you know, uh, it's got the number two rank. One analyst did raise for next fiscal year just in the last week. So that's helping its SACS rankiness as well. And so I don't I don't hate the earnings estimates on a telecom. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying this. But the Zacks rank did give me a good earnings outlook there on that one, which it's designed to do. So that's why I really do recommend using the Zacks rank if you can. Okay, so returning back to our list, number four on the list is Brinker International, ticker EAT is the is the one. And I do always forget who is Brinker, but it is Chili's and Maggiano's Little Italy. That's the chains they own. And so again, this is on the restaurant side, the consumer side, like some of the other ones, these are surprising picks. They're still cheap, even if they're up big year to date, which Brinker is, it's up 27.6%. It is the Zach's number one. We finally get a number one on here. That's the strong buy. Price to sales is 0.4, peg of 0.7 no dividend with Brinker. But if you think we're not getting a recession or we're only going to have like a mild one or a slight slowdown, but we're also going to be eating out, then Brinker is the one, um, you know, maybe you should be looking at keeping it on your short list here as we head into 2024. So that's Brinker, ticker EAT. Then we're going to finish it up with Oshkosh, ticker OSK. This is the specialty trucks. They do the access equipment, um, snow removal equipment for airports, things like that. So kind of on the industrial side is what I would put it. Uh, Year to date, up 15.4%. So underperforming the S&P 500 a bit, but I kind of like that as a value investor. Price to sales, 0.7. So, of course, that's going to be low. But the peg is just 0.2. That is really low, the lowest of the pegs we've looked at. And uh, they did have a big beat in their last earnings report. So that's a positive. And earnings for this year expected to be up 167%. Wow. To 926 from 346. And then next year, a little more muted because that's huge. (laughs) You're not going to do that every year um, unless you're NVIDIA, but everyone but NVIDIA is not going to be doing that. But next year, 2024, another 7% growth up to 992. So I'm not hating that. Um, One estimate is lower though for uh, 2024 in the last 30 days. So someone getting a little less bullish on next year, but again, still cheap with a price of sales of 0.7, that peg of 0.2, does pay a dividend yielding 1.6%. That's not too shabby. And it is a number two uh, buy stock here because it, uh, you know, does has had some earnings estimate revisions higher for this year. One is lower for next year, none, uh, six higher, sorry, six also higher for next year in the last 60 days. So it's been a little while because they reported earlier in the cycle Oshkosh. They actually expected to report the end of January now, already coming up soon. So this nice little uh, uh, rally they just have had off their last earnings report for Oshkosh. 
And if you think that it's not going to be a big recession next year, then maybe this is the type of company you're going to want to be in where they're making this kind of, you know, uh, specialty trucks and equipment and all of that stuff. So that's Oshkosh, ticker OSK. So that's it. That's our five stocks this time. We got some new names in there that we haven't talked about in a while. Um, and maybe I don't think I've ever talked about Comtech Telecom. I'd have to go look. If I have, it's been years since that one. And so it's always good to have some newer names on the value list. And because it does get boring a little bit, right? Like, oh, it's the same, <laughs> same old, uh, you know, handful of stocks over and over that the street is kind of rejecting. But these, the street is definitely not rejecting most of these. Other than Comtech, the street is not, um, you know, these are not in disfavor. So that kind of throws some cold water on that myth too, right? That value stocks mean the stock is on the decline or it's plunging, it's crashing somehow. That's why it's cheap. But no, the stocks we do want to buy as value investors are the ones with have the higher Zacks rank, that have earnings estimates being revised higher, that have some earnings growth going on. And hopefully the peg is helping us find some of that. And yet we're still getting it cheap on a price to sales ratio or a PE. Um, so that's what's happening here. Some of these uh, you know, have had their ups and downs, obviously, especially in the retail side. And some of those you just have to really time on retail. Very difficult to be kind of long-term buy and hold investors on some of those, especially apparel. But maybe now is the time. A lot of bad things have gone on uh, with the inventories, as I said, with the supply chain in the last year. Those have righted themselves and the consumer is still spending. So let me recap the five stocks we talked about. Well, first of all, I did talk about United Rentals briefly as an infrastructure play. It is still cheap as well. Uh, URI is the ticker there. Then American Eagle was the specialty retailer, ticker AEO. Then we had Comtech Telecom, ticker CMTL. Then we had Solo Brands. It's not the Red Solo Cup, but you might take the Red Solo Cup with you when you're in front of your fire pit or on your paddleboard um, or using your solo stove because Solo Brands makes the, those things and it's ticker D. As in David, T as in Tom, C as in Cat, DTC. Then we had Brinker International. If you want to eat out at Chili's or Maggiano's, ticker EAT. And we finished with Oshkosh Specialty Trucks with ticker OSK. And this is the last episode of 2023. Um, it's been an interesting year, as I mentioned. And I thank all of you who have subscribed throughout the year, who have checked us out, who've stuck around. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for sending me your ideas on what you'd like to hear on the podcast. You can leave some of those on YouTube. You can leave them in the comments there because um, I do check those and see what's happening there. Um, but you can also contact me on Twitter. I know some people have sent me some ideas over on Twitter as well after they've listened to an episode. I'm just at my name at at Tracy Reinick on Twitter, but or X as it's now called. I want to call it the right thing. It's on X, but be sure to get us somewhere. You can get the podcasts everywhere. You can get podcasts on Amazon. We're on Spotify. I know a lot of you are checking us out 
on Spotify now. So thanks for checking us there. And also on Amazon Music. We're on that platform as well. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll be back with our key launching episode for 2024. I always do what are the classic value stocks to start the year and look back at what made the episode the prior year. How did those stocks do? We've we've had some good luck the last couple of years with those classic value stocks to lead off the year. Um, So you don't want to miss that episode. Be sure to tune in and I'll see you in 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. This material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.